Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art heals, connects, and galvanizes. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today is the first episode of our new monthly mini training series with me, JPH. Each episode is going to correspond with our new Art Hero group coaching program and it's going to serve three purposes. The first purpose is to serve as an additional education platform for my current students. Since you really can't teach everything there is to know about any one topic in one hour. So these programs are going to align with the group coaching program and the topics we're discussing monthly there, which is really great for them. And it's exciting for me to bring that knowledge from my cohort group program out into the world. So the second purpose of these shows is that it's going to serve as a free resource for anybody looking to learn about a specific business foundations topic, which I love offering free things. So that's always a win. And the third point and purpose of this is that it's going to give anyone who hasn't worked with me or doesn't really know me or my services a taste about how I coach, a taste about what I speak about, and a taste of how I deliver my educational programming. So if you're interested in taking courses with me, these are great places to start learning how we talk about things. So the one hour group coaching live training always takes place the second Wednesday of every month at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Members will always get the replays and a direct line to business experts that they can answer unique business questions from in a timely fashion. And if you're curious to know about the group program, feel free to go check out arthero.biz slash current hyphen programs to learn more about any of them or our group coaching program. But you know what? All of that is just fluff. Let's get into it. So today I wanted to discuss three tips for getting into the right mindset for business, regardless of where you are, because I know some people are just in the contemplation place. I have this creative idea. I have this product or service. I have this need to want to change the world. I don't know where to start. And then we also have a lot of people who have been in business, and especially anyone who has started business in the last three to five years, if you're still in business, first off, give yourself a massive round of applause. The whole world has shifted around us, so you've done really wonderful, but you may have been sort of living in crisis mode, and you may need to go back to some of the fundamental basics, and really where we start is mindset. So I've been on Instagram a lot, Art Hero. Uh, biz is our handle. Go check us out if you want. And we've been putting a lot more education and information there. And I just did a reel, I think it was a couple weeks ago, about the number one mistake that artists and creative make in business. And we'd love for you to go watch it, obviously. But if you're not going to, then let me break down the highlights a little. It explains how I've made over $10 million for other businesses, how I have founded two six-figure companies myself, And I still didn't have the right mindset for business because I almost went bankrupt and was diagnosed burnout syndrome in 2019. That story is one I talk a lot about. I think it's really important to discuss my failures and how I've gotten to the place of pushing past those failures. And now I provide the education that allows people to bypass some of those massive failures that I incurred myself because I didn't have the foundational knowledge. So since 2019, 
in that reel and in other things, I've always talked about how I've worked with and learned from some of the most influential business coaches and leaders. And guess what? The one mistake that we mentioned in that Instagram reel is the same mistake that these massive coaches and leaders say, and they all say that it's about your mindset. So I kind of wanted to just bring that to the table before we dove in, um, because I don't want you to feel like you have to just trust my word on it. I'm not the only person that really believes that this is one of the most valuable cruxes to master as a business and especially a creative entrepreneur. So we discuss in depth what the right mindset is in our coaching program. So I'm not going to really go into that. If you're curious and want to know a little bit more, always reach out, email me, DM me. We always do free consultations to help you address where you are right away. But again, this show today is about the three tips that can help you achieve the right mindset. Because guess what? If the guy who coaches Oprah says so, and the people who help launch Pixar say so, then it must be true, right? (laughs) So let's dive in, okay? The three tips for getting to know or to be able to get into the right executive mindset for business, I recommend if you haven't already, get yourself some notepad and a pen and let's jot down some notes. At the very end, I will review all of this again for you. We're gonna go down through them first in order, and then we're gonna break down each one of them. So the three tips for getting the right executive mindset for business. The first tip that we have today is knowing your learning styles and your preferences. And again, we're gonna discuss all of these, but I wanna run through all of them first so that you know what you're gonna get in this episode today. The second tip is identifying specific neuro hacks to address your unique preferences and needs to help hold you accountable. And if you're not familiar with what neurohacks are, don't worry, we're going to discuss that too. And the third tip is identifying clear values, a vision, and a mission to help you make aligned business decisions. So real quick, one, know your learning styles and preferences. Two, identify specific neurohacks to address your unique preferences and needs that will help hold you accountable. And number three, identify clear values, a vision, and a mission to help you make aligned decisions. All right, so let's unpack it and dive in a little bit. The first tip, know your learning styles. If you aren't even familiar with this concept, I come from a psychology background. I love studying frameworks and knowledge, and there's a lot of controversy to a lot of these. We have boiled down to the learning styles we see in our creatives and entrepreneurs, but there's a lot of variance in how this is taught. So we specifically have our own learning style tools that we use. We actually have a quiz for this on our website too. So if you're curious to like work that out, let me know. Feel free to DM me and I will happily shoot you that quiz link. What is important here? is that knowing your learning styles, which is typically the way that you want information given to you or the way that you retain information or the way that you prefer sharing information with others best. They help us manage the executive functioning and the processes that are needed to create a business that has goals, strategy, and foresight. And one of the things I know about being a neurodivergent entrepreneur myself and working with artists and creatives is that executive functioning side the sitting down at the computer every day to manage emails or making sure that we're looking at our cash, even if we aren't making much money, to just know what's coming in and out is oftentimes the things we put furthest on the list. (laughs) So if we know our learning styles and how we want information given to us and how we share information with others, it can start this process of identifying the right methodologies to use so that you can control your business. 
Uh, this conversation is held in so many different ways where people talk about the idea of either running your business or letting your business run you. And honestly, my perspective is that it's obviously a balance of both. Life is going to happen. Chaos is going to pivot, make you pivot. There are things that are inevitably going to show up. But if you know how you want that information, again, to come into you, how it's going to help you really function to learn it fastest and best, it's going to be an absolutely invaluable tool for helping curate the right business mindset, which, like we said, we've already understood that the most important differences can be in business are mindset. So there's a lot more to go into learning styles, what types they are, the different tools that people can use. I have so many of my colleagues, we even argue sometimes and argue is sort of like a frivolous word here, but like we have different ways. I will take the same information sometimes and put it in a Word document and a spreadsheet so that different colleagues can receive the information in a way that works best for them and myself. And so these tools really break down to super applicable concepts and ideas that you can say, ooh, I need this kind of app for myself or this kind of thing, which segues into our second point, which is neurohack your way to success. So again, if you're not familiar with neurohacking, let me just break it down really quickly. It's sort of the two parts of the word, right? We've got neuro, which is the nerves and the nervous system of the body. So that primarily is the brain and the spinal cord area. But if we think about the brain, it is the like main hub for how the body functions, the main hub for how we are able to be productive and use our motivation. It's how we're able to really discern ideas and concepts and bring them to life. And then the brain also sends all of these signals to every other part of our body. So if our brain isn't functioning or our nervous system isn't functioning at optimum, we aren't necessarily going to be able to hit the business goals we set for ourselves, which may be even just showing up at a certain time of day to your computer to check your emails, right? And so as a creative, as an artist, as a neurodivergent, we have to really be willing to look at this. And again, quite frankly, any entrepreneur has to do this. I just like to bring this knowledge from the business world to the artists and creatives so we can be most successful. And what I love about the idea of hacking, which is the second part of the word, it's a creative solution to a problem. So neurohacking is essentially the systematic process for maximizing human performance. And we do that through using tools to enhance the brain and the nervous system. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Obviously, that is a huge pillar of what we do in our work. So we talk about that a lot in our blogs and our social media. So certainly stay tuned for more information about neurohacking because I love it. But what I think is important today is just to share a little bit about the fact that computer hackers sort of made that idea popular. But interestingly enough, I actually discovered that the concept originated at MIT with their Tech Model Railroad Club. Yes, that's a thing. Way back in 1961, when club members learned how to hack their high-tech train sets to modify their functions. So this is a really good concept to like look at. If we think about this model rail, this model train, and we want it to go faster, we want it to be able to pivot um, on a shorter turnaround time, whatever, they had to learn how to pull apart the system that existed and see where they could tweak things. So that's what we talk about when we talk about neurohack. We are all different. Even if you aren't identifying as neurodivergent, we are all different. We have different strengths, different challenges. Go back to step number one, your learning style. You could be a completely 
quote unquote normal human, which again, I think normal is a ridiculous word that serves none of us, <laughs> but you could be what is considered a normal human and just have varying styles of how you want information. So that to me becomes so important that you get to identify what your specific tools are. And that again can go from everything to alarms on your phone, to apps that you use, to groups that you're a part of, right? If you realize that you're a social interpersonal learner, you're gonna need to be around other people so that you can really ground out and really be able to hold yourself accountable in a group way. I very much am a solo interpersonal learner. So I oftentimes when I get put into too many group settings where there's too many moving pieces, I find myself getting really overwhelmed by that. So knowing your skill sets, knowing how to make yourself really successful there can be such a difference. I mean, the work from home concept, it's fairly new in a lot of ways, but I've been working from home almost for 10 years straight. So I knew early on that my neurodivergence, my chronic disorders, and my productive cycles don't match with the typical society. I am not someone who wants to be up and working at 9 a.m. I'm someone who likes a later schedule. So I found a way early on, and it was entrepreneurialism. Again, there was so many other foundations I didn't have about how to manage money, sell products and services that I really needed to fortify to get to the place I am now. But it all started from really identifying a neuro hack for me so I could be successful in the business world. <clears throat> so I love talking about neuro hacks. I would love to dive in more, but I definitely want to make sure that we can hit every one of the topic, the tops, the tops, the topics and tools that we are going to discuss today. So I'm going to move on from that. But the last thing I will say is quite frankly, when it comes to the idea of neuro hacking, Almost anything can be considered a neurohack, right? Coffee has caffeine. We know caffeine can boost your energy. What I want you to do is go a little deeper than one concept of what's going to be best for me in this immediate, right? We, we talk about other concepts. One of the, the tools I use sometimes is, is the idea of dopamine hacking. So I'll work on a hard task and then I'll reward myself something after. But if one of the things I'm focused on is trying to eat healthier and be in a better position with the food and nutrition I'm putting my mind, in my body, I'm not going to reward myself with something that's counterproductive to that. So again, chocolate, all of these things can certainly be neurohacks at the right time, giving yourself rewards, being able to build in the systems that hold you accountable and keep you happy are valuable. But don't just think about the first simple answer. And there are so many categories. There's this psychological perspective where you can really get into learning and education, binaural beats that mess with your brain frequencies and interrupt them in the best way possible. But simply, sometimes just getting outside and putting your feet on the ground can also do it. So neurohacking can be the highest level, most expensive tool that you know, literally messes with your brain waves, or can be something as simple as I'm drinking a glass of water as soon as I wake up every day. So I just wanted to bring that part to you guys in a way that it doesn't feel so intangible, that you too can actually find a neuro hack that you can implement right now and today. And just really quick, I know I said I was going to move on, but apparently I'm still on neuro hacks. Forgive me, I love this topic. One of the things that I do for myself is I, at the beginning of the year, usually will vision the perfect schedule for myself. If I was just optimally functioning all of the time, 
what would I do? What would that look like? And that looks like this kind of time for education, this time for creativity, this time for productivity. I like the block scheduling method. So that works for me a lot of times. And then I just work towards getting closer to that. I don't expect myself to immediately change everything in my mind, body, and being. Quite frankly, when you do that, you often set yourself up for failure. So just being willing to iterate and make tiny, small micro shifts and changes, right? If you're having a hard time with the water goal, right? If that was one of yours, more water, which it is one of mine. So apparently that's why we're talking about it. Um, maybe setting a glass of water beside you for bed. Again, maybe using an alarm system, maybe a sticky note, a whiteboard. There are so many ways we can set up our physical environment to help hold us accountable. And if we're going back to tip one, we can do that in a way that works best for us. So I never say, hey, here's the only method to do something for a business. Here's the only thing that's going to help because it has to really help you and has to really work for you. And I think that's really unique and special. All right, let's move on from neurohacking. I feel like I could do a whole thing on this, like I said. (laughs) But tip number three is making sure we can identify clear values, a vision, and a mission to help you make aligned decisions. This is the third tip for getting into the right mindset for business. And I think this concept is talked about a lot. People always talk about having a mission statement, a vision statement, knowing your values, those things. But I wanted to kind of like bring this more to fruition and why that even matters. Um, So with values, the idea of creating core values is setting an ideal that unites your company, your staff, your customers, and really helps you identify how to connect with them. It can help you define a company culture, which is unbelievably valuable nowadays in branding and all of this world. People are really turned off by inauthentic or inaligned businesses nowadays. So if you don't know the deepest part of the values you're really aligning with, it can actually really hurt you sometimes because you're not going to speak to that point most effectively. One of the things that I think is really important is that core values help convey the beliefs and priorities of a company. You have to be conscious of identifying values for yourself and your business because you have to know when you can't compromise your values and you have to know when to say no. And if you know those core values, right, that my core value is grounded in caring for the earth, then you're not going to work with certain companies that are doing things that are detrimental to the earth. It really aligns you in a way that helps you make business decisions in ways that people wouldn't even understand. And the one tip I want to put there, too, is that be really conscious of identifying the differences between your personal values and your businesses, but also make sure that your personal values are not going to be compromised by the business values, because that actually makes a huge difference. If your business values are misaligned with your person, then it's going to put you in a position of questioning and not knowing how to move forward. The next part of that is having a really clear vision or what people often say is a vision statement. A vision statement is the inspirational statement of an idealistic future of the company. So it's painting the picture of what's next. And I brought Patagonia's vision statement to the table today because I thought it would be a good way of explaining how Patagonia really uses some of their values to create a vision statement. And their vision statement is to build the best product, cause no harm, and use business to inspire and implement solutions to the environmental crisis. So as we just talked about, right, you can almost pull out these core values and alignment that for them, 
highest value is respecting of the earth. Highest values are creating quality products. Highest values are doing no harm. These are beautiful concepts. And now they put this together for them to paint the picture of how they're going to start doing that. Which brings me to my last point for this third tip, which is the mission piece. Now the mission brings it all together and drops it fully into an action-based statement that declares the purpose of an organization. And that helps you make the day-to-day decisions. So using the core values, the vision, and the mission, you have the biggest picture. You can also ground out into immediate daily decisions. And I love that. So I hate that we have to wrap up our first show. I hope that you enjoyed the three tips Know your learning styles and preferences, identifying specific neurohacks, and identifying clear values, vision, and mission can really help you stay in the right mindset for business. I really hope that you guys are going to keep tuning in monthly for me. And as always, this is Art Heroes with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please connect by visiting bizradio.us or at arthero.biz. We'd love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.